0: All right, folks, listen, I I, I just want to say right off the bat that I'm very disappointed in Trump. Yeah, that's right. I went there, and and I'm going to explain exactly why I'm disappointed in him. The reason why is he promised me, he promised all of us, that we would be sick of winning. And you know what? I'm not sick of winning. I rather like it. I'm not sick of, you know, I'm not tired of this whatsoever. So he was wrong Dead wrong, my friend No, he
1: wasn't wrong, he lied
0: He lied, he yes lied. Yes.
1: Because, Trump the he liar And he promised us that we would be sick of winning fast Yes That it wouldn't
0: take 8 years for <clears> us so, 4 years or 8 years Or 16 years to be sick It just goes to show you that this man knows nothing About human nature And our ability to consistently Be happy Son of a gun
1: well, it proves that he's the major disappointment. It proves that I was right that he is the um, that he is the rip-off artist, the yes.
0: fraudster. You, you know You the, promised we, us yeah. that we would be tired and nay, sick of winning. Sick of winning. You were wrong. That there would be so much winning we'd be sick of it. Thank I, you for listening to the Bruckley show. We'll be Okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But look, I, I'm I'm not sick. Of hearing that the economy This is Friday, the first Friday of the month You know, added what? Another 265,000 jobs I'm going to pull up the current numbers
1: Now people listening to this might be hearing this the next day Right Because we put these up pretty fast But I think this is the number I'm just bringing it up for your edification Front page well, of Drudge Well, I'll, I'll tell you this There's what? the headline Okay, fine uh, Envy of the world Unemployment at what? What?
0: Yeah, 3.6%. 3.
1: 36 Remember, Obama said the new normal was five and a half. I know. Right? It's crazy. And it
0: would be permanent. Well, I, and I think that the new jobs uh, this, this month, or this past month, April, w- was uh, 265. It, it, was above, yeah. it was north of 200,000, which is wildly obscene. Yeah. Wildly obscene. It's, it's awesome. So, you know, look, <clears throat> I'm not sick of that. That's the problem. I'm yeah. just not. Yeah, the number that he jumps out to me is the average wage. Oh yes, average wage wage is going wildly. Uh, it's it's twenty-seven point seventy $27.70, twenty-seven dollars and seventy-seven cents per hour. That's the average wage, my friends. And what's the minimum wage <clears throat> the
1: Democrats want us to have government regulate 15. through law? Fifteen. So Trump's actual average wage, and that's average being a lot of people are making above that. As many people are making above that, or making below that, right? Well, yeah, yeah, but
0: you're you're you're, you're kind you of ma- jobs. Hold on, <laughs> you're kind of making their argument for them, though. That's the problem. What they're going to say is, look, there's that. That's great that people make more than fifteen dollars an hour, but we want to guarantee that nobody makes less than fifteen dollars an hour because that is below what they call the living wage. So. Okay so but that's a, that's easily refuted by the way but for all sorts of reasons because it's not to say that <clears throat> that $15 an hour is bad it's actually quite good even $10 is good depending on where you live by the way and it's an entry level job for a lot of people so you want to have these entry level jobs that eventually people look to find a higher paying job that's the way it works if i pay my my attorneys and my paralegals and my staff Less, uh, let's say half of what the going rate is. And you can just imagine me like Montgomery Burns from The Simpsons, like, you know, you know uh, tenting tw- you know, uh, my fingers, right? And everything else. Like, Mwah. say, excellent. Excellent. I koy- have there. saved more money. ا- yes. <laughs> you know, like that. Okay, well, guess what? They're not slaves. They, they can move on to the next, they'll have a comfortable, uncomfortable conversation with me. They'll ask me to close the door. And They'll say, hey, Barack, listen, I've enjoyed working with you, but uh, I've got this great new gig in such and such place, And sayonara. Like and they're paying me a lot more, okay that that's that's what I could expect if I don't meet what the going rate is, so to speak. I'm in competition with other people, not just with other lawyers and other law firms, for the clients. I'm also in competition for uh, employees. I have to make sure that I'm competitive that that, that I'm giving uh, you know the the, the the ability to work for me. that's a that's a I'm, I'm in competition in that market as well. we're all in that competition. That's so foolish, but anyway, the point is but 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 yet again, another argument against them is well if if they're so concerned that if you unless you make a law that says fifteen dollars an hour that people will only pay say twenty cents per hour right <laughs> if, if they say that well then then how do you explain that the average rate is twenty two 27, twenty-seven,
1: almost thirty dollars, almost hour.
0: thirty dollars an hour. How do you how do you explain that, right? Because these, these nasty, evil employers, uh, we, we, you know, they're unhinged by sorry, they're they're under they're untethered by this minimum wage. They can go as low as they want. By golly, and yet they don't. The fools that they are, right? Anyway, so and they're uh, still
1: paying men. Three a one quarter more than they pay the women. Yes, supposedly. Those idiots have are such misogynists, and they're so. They put their misogyny in front of their greed. They're not firing all the men.
0: (laughs) Fools, the fools that they are. (laughs) Anyway, so I'm still not sick of winning. Okay, Mr. Trump, we're on to you, sir. (laughs) And we're, you know what, like Nancy Pelosi,
1: we're gonna hold you to account for your promises to us. We're gonna hold you to
0: account. <laughs> oh man! Now I'll
1: do Schumer. Ari, I'm sorry, Mr. Trump.
0: Sorry. Are, are, are you, yes. you? just don't look as pretty as Pelosi, so you you can't get okay. away with that crap. Here, here.
1: Uh, how about that? Oh, now now he's doing it. He's doing let's it. I stretch my skin over All my right, skull. Let's,
0: let's not be mean. Let's. We're we're better than that. No, I'm not. <laughs> you are. I'm not. <laughs> we're better than that. Look, we. Look, the, the good news is we we have. To to judge them on so many good things on the merits of what they're actually saying, so we don't have to go and scrape to the bottom of how they look or whatever it is, or how they sound for that matter, or the results of their governance. Now, that's all we foc- focus on the results <laughs> yes, of their governance. Right. That's what we need to do. He, he, you see, Ari doesn't listen to me. He's he thinks. I, have you been taking? No, I said like the results. Yes, like the results yes. of their governance. The re- yeah. Jeez, I can't work under these conditions. <laughs> I
1: was, I was amplifying you.
0: Yes. You know, you you think, you think to yourself, I'm going to have a podcast, and I'm going to partner up with this guy, Ari David. It's going to be great. And then the reality sets in. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You have to realize he'll never quit drinking.
0: Okay. It it turns out he's just a pretty face, folks. (laughs) Wait a minute.
1: Actually, you're not such a pretty face after all. No.
0: Talk about lying. Okay, so th- this is good stuff. It's, it's all good stuff. And then, you know, th- that the audacity of, of Trump to tell us that we're going to be, you know, sick of winning when it comes to the international arena. That, that you know, and then he goes on and, on and follows through with, you know, uh, his move from the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. <clears throat> I love that. I, I was not sick of that. He was wrong about that. Right? There you go. Another, another instance where Donald J. Trump was just dead wrong. I was not sick of it. And then he goes about thinking that he can sicken me about, or be sick of, of winning. He goes about pulling out of the Iranian deal, pulling out of the, uh, the Paris climate change deal, and, uh, and, and going on the attack when it came to North Korea and China, and, uh, and holding Russia to account and all those things. I, you know, I didn't get sick of any one of those moments.
1: Yeah, and not now- once. And now, Venezuela and Iran's people are trying to overthrow their governments. Yeah. And I'm still not sick of winning. What does this guy have to do to make me sick of winning? And then the Golan? The Golan?
0: (laughs) The Golan. Yes, that's right. And and then doing that. Look, I, I am... I'm looking quite lovingly at the TV when I see that Venezuela might, be, uh, might overthrow Maduro. I, I'm, I'm quite excited about the possibility that Iran might uh, change its regime. You know, so once again, Mr. Trump, I, I got to tell you, our so-called president— I, uh, I, I'm i holding you to account, sir.
1: Yeah, and I have to say, and this is very, very difficult for me to say, because, you know, Barack, I'm not honest with you or our listeners very often. Why well, so start now? Be. Yeah, so I start now? Well, I'm going to start. There are really only three things I like about Trump, okay? And I, I have to itemize them. Other than these three things, the man is repulsive, and he's a horrible leader. But as long as he does these three things, it's tolerable. The three things I like about Trump are what he says, what he tweets and what he does. Other than that, I can't stand him right right, right. As long as he's talking, <clears throat> tweeting or doing stuff, he's okay.
0: You know that's a good point.
1: And <clears throat> unfortunately for us, he does talking,
0: tweeting and doing all the hours of the day he's not sleeping right yeah <laughs> Mr. president, listen, just we, we need to control him. yeah, just just talk. Just do and just tweet. That's all we ask of you, okay? And we assume that you have to sleep, okay, fine, and eat once in a while. You can do that too. But just keep it to the talking, keep it to the doing, keep it to the tweeting. Yeah. Thank you. Is that that so hard, Mr. President? Okay. (laughs) Thank you. God, you know, it it must be very difficult for his handlers to to control this man. Uh, Yeah, he
1: has to learn to stay in his lane. All right. Talk,
0: tweet, (laughs) do. All right. This has been a lot of fun. It really has. But really, remarkable things are happening. And, you know, so, so what, do, you know, the Democrats, what do they do in response to all this? You know, so. Panic. So, of course they're panicking. <laughs> Hold on. So so you got the, you know, Pete, uh, Mayor Pete, I think they call him, uh, Buttigieg, right? And then you've got uh, Kamala Harris and you've got all those people. Uh, and all their preaching, all their pushing for is investigation after so that's what you can get you can look forward to in 2020 uh, and more investigations more uh, inquiries more subpoenas and more indictments you know that because that's that's what the American people really want they don't want jobs no 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 they don't want security no 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 don't be so silly they want investigations they want you know furled eyebrows and accusations and claims of uh, incompetence uh, that's what they want okay so just just so that you know th- all this stuff mr. president uh, where you're creating an environment where business is thriving and people are having a lot of jobs and that American becomes more secure vis-a-vis its uh, enemies uh, they, they're not interested in that no they they are looking for subpoenas.
1: Yeah. As, as Ilhan Omar has clearly told us, and I think she's right, we must turn the most elite aspects of federal law enforcement and security against Republicans and conservatives going back from the founding fathers to constitutional conservatives of the present <coughs> rather than using those mechanisms to jail people like El Chapo or Al Qaeda or yes. – you know?
0: Oh yeah, no, it's, it's terrorists, kind of, Hamas, no. mother, Muslim Brotherhood. It's 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 really quite extraordinary. Now look, um, I, I think that they will go down in flames for this. If if things proceed apace as they have been in the past, now two plus years with this great president, I don't see how he doesn't run away with re-election. Now, there are always exceptions. One is, of course, that the economy will have tanked horribly for whatever reason, either intentionally or unintentionally, by by the Democrats. Or that there is some sort of scandal that is so beyond, that I can't even imagine right now. You know, those two situations. Or some sort of massive cheating that will rise to the level of such epic proportions— that it would clearly change the voting. Uh, you know, they, they, would have to, they would have to override uh, and find votes, find ballots, using their famous expression. It's what
1: they do, unfortunately. Right, right.
0: But. Uh, but they would have to do it to the tune of 50,000 ballots at least in every a purple state. What is now a purple state, they would have to find at least 50,000. It's not going to be – because a lot of the states that Trump won in in 2016 – uh, some of them he won by 10,000 votes, which, you know, is a, it's a lot compared to the Florida recount, which was, what, 350 votes or something. I get it. But 10,000 votes is still not a lot. But those states, they ain't going to be 10,000 votes differentials. They're going to be uh, the purple states, the former purple states. They will be 50,000-plus differentials. And so you have to beat that. You have to find 50,000 votes. Um and Hugh Hewitt, you know, he once, you know, he titled the whole book, you know, if, if they, uh, something to the effect, if they, they can't, they can't win, they can't cheat, if you win big, something like that. That's his title. And we're going to win big. I just don't see any amount of cheating will help.
1: I that. think Trump wins over forty states. When Reagan won his re it was forty-nine states. Yeah. And the only one that Mondale took was his home state. And Reagan almost took that one, too. Wow. I think it's going to be like that. Like, we're in California. And person after person after person I run into, who clearly are not Republicans, tell me when I provoke them— They tell me how sick they are of the – I I walk around with a straw and I go, is this the last straw yet? (laughs) By the way, if I was in charge of the Republican Party, that would be my campaign theme. Right. I mean, it's genius, right? Right. But they don't listen to me. Uh, But I can tell there's a sea change. And when I get into conversations with people about bags or light bulbs or straws or water, I then throw in, and this is why I'm going to vote for Trump. Right. And they go, yeah. Yeah. And these are the global warming from three years ago. I know. Who would never vote for Trump, ever, except that Democrats have taken that mask off and revealed that they're
0: not what they <coughs> pretended to well, be. Well, it's what we talked about in a podcast many eons ago where, uh, you know, after Trump was already president. Uh, I love hearing that. After Can you say Trump, that again? Yeah, after Trump already was elected president. I, I mean— how wonderful it is That we are saying Those words right Where you know Instead of saying You know well Can you imagine What President Clinton Did today Oh my gosh oh, know, yeah, when God willing the... We win in 2020 right. Take back the house Or, the or, White house. or that That slog yeah. Of God someday I
1: hope Obama Leaves office Right oh I boy I pray yeah, That, was that he awful. doesn't Declare some emergency <clears throat> power Yeah or, And as it turns out He was doing Something much worse Yeah You know what I mean I Basically know, I know. engaging In a coup
0: But as we said Going back to to Trump You know The, the, the You know after we, we had a podcast, after he had already been elected president, there it is again. I just love it. Okay, anyway, he, he was already elected president, and we were saying how so many of the people who had voted against him, the independents who kind of swayed the last two weeks toward Clinton and voted for Clinton out of fear or whatever, uh, those people will be voting for Trump. It, it's guaranteed.
1: After they experienced the
0: winning. The the winning is so extraordinary. And, and anybody who voted for Clinton, out of fear that Trump would destroy the economy, that Trump would tank the stock market, that that Trump would create World War III. Or
1: Trump uh, would round up women on their <clears throat> way to a Planned Parenthood.
0: Planet. Right, exactly. You know, right. Or enslave uh, illegal immigrants. or so, You know, yeah, all the craziness. I mean,
1: condoms illegal.
0: You right. Know. Yeah, round up blacks and round up Jews and stuff like that. Okay. So they believe that. And then they... They're now discovering well it turns out that didn't happen. And nothing of those things happened. And on the contrary, things they actually have a job now. They actually are and if they had a job before that well now their their wages are increasing nicely. Very nicely, yeah, in fact. Trump
1: hates blacks and Jews so much that he's given them jobs.
0: Right, exactly. And
1: right. Uh, protected Israel.
0: Right. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> remember, always remember that Trump is both a Jew hating Nazi and a Israel-loving Zionist bastard.
1: And okay? a black-hating slave owner. <laughs> all three things. <laughs> no,
0: no, no. That's the first two. Don't kill my, my thing here. Sorry. Just, just adding <laughs> crazy crap. Jeez. See, I, I, see, folks, you, you folks, you, you sympathize with me, right? I have to deal with this yeah, every week. Yeah, they
1: all sympathize with you. Boom. Thank you. They all, they all want more of you, less of me. We all know that,
0: okay? And you know what? I have suffered for your sins, my dear listener, because I have to deal with this guy, all right? I not only have to, to, to tolerate his voice and his, pre- I have to look at him. You don't have to look at him. That's the joy. That's where you win, my dear listener. All right. Okay. I've said my piece here.
1: Okay. But every olive needs a
0: martini. <laughs> the point is that Trump is both a, a Nazi Jew hating bastard and he's also a, a Zionist secret Jew. <laughs> Got it. All right. As long as we're clear here, I mean, it's, it's literally true. This is right? what, what, what this is what they say. It's not literally true. No, this it, is what they, they say. At the
1: same moment on CNN. Yes. He's a Zionist oppressiver who's enabling Netanyahu to hurt the whatever. Is yes. It? At the same time, he hates the Jews. Right, exactly.
0: <laughs> you got it. You got it. It's, it's, I'm glad we understand each other. What the hell? <laughs> okay, so, and this horrible shooting in Poway, which is near San Diego, for our listeners not, near, not in California, it's near San Diego, and this Chabad uh, synagogue, which is, by the way, very Orthodox. Chabad is, by definition, Orthodox. God love them. They are so... Um, the Chabadniks and the Orthodox Jews, my Christian friends, those people with the black hats... And uh, they walk around with the, you know, the ladies walk around with the longer dresses, and the gentlemen walk around with nice uh, clothing, attire with the long, straggly beards. I want you to know these people are your best friends.
1: Yeah, those are the Republican Jews.
0: These, everyone, I'm, I'm saying to a man, to a woman, to a child, they love Trump. They love him. And the reason why is not just because he's been so supportive of Israel. But they love him because he is a man that loves America. He loves God. He gets it, all right. And and they they just love him. I'm telling you. They're, and they're all conservative, generally speaking. By the way, they also voted for Romney because that was that was the only choice that they had. But I'm telling you, these people are conservative, and they always have been. Okay. When you hear about the Jewish vote being liberal, because I know a lot of listeners Are saying, "Well, how come how come so many Jews vote liberal?" Like, we talked about this before. Because many Jews who define themselves as Jews are not religious. They're not religiously observant. There are many. Uh, I, I have family members who are liberal. We all have family members who are liberal. They are not orthodox. Okay, they, And in fact, the less religiously observant they are, the more likely they are to be um, uh, liberal. So anyway, that answers that question. Going back to Trump now. Okay, The point is that... Great things are happening. We are excited as all get out about it. And what's fascinating about it is you always wonder, you know, what what would happen if a great president, Republican-wise, came out and just achieved everything right and left, right? Economy is great. International relations are great. Security is great of the country itself. All of those things. Yeah, right?
1: went after the Democrats legally for their criminal right. activity and their corruption. What would really happen? What
0: would what would happen? Oh, we're so, seeing it. You, <laughs> you so, so you, you think? You know, but before it was all hypothetical. Yeah. It was, you, you know, it was utopia land. Yeah. And oh, so you, the economy will never do that. But hang, hang know, on, hang on. You're not. You're, you're not going. I'm simply saying, what if? You know, you. I don't know. You talk about during the time of. Uh, of George Bush, for that matter, because you know he he was a Republican. He did some good things, but by and large, he was too afraid to really uh, preside the way that he should have. Okay, to be a true president, and and you think to yourself, what if a Republican president, just a faceless Republican president, were able to achieve all these great things? You know, you imagine the Democrats simply conceding, right? They say, "Oh, well, you know what." Uh, good is good, you know. Uh, great results are great results. You can't argue argue with success, you know. The the man must be doing something right. We ought to learn and reshape our uh, our, our, platform. T- our platform, and yeah. to understand that this is what works. And in fact, most of us should be Republican after all, because you know, good things are good things. and um, oh, by the way, also add to that the equation, of, you know, far less racism and far more opportunity for minorities. Okay. So, but what? So we. But the, the, the truth is we have reached that utopia. And I'm, and I'm talking about it in, in air quotes right now because nothing is ever perfect. You know, Yeah, you but can't it's going perfection. in the
1: directions more towards perfection than not. Yes. It's going more like Hong Kong than North Korea,
0: right? So we are doing fantastically with the economy, fantastic in international relations, fantastic in American security. All these things are great. Um, and, and fantastic in reducing racism, fantastic in reducing anti-Semitism and all that, other than the, the fake ones that the, the Democrats throw at us, like, Just, like Jussie Smollett and that Muslim girl in the subway and the, the liberal guys who put up the Nazi swastikas at Notre, Notre Dame University and so forth. Uh, other than that, <laughs> there's no anti-Semitism, not, nothing to speak of. So you think to yourself, what would they do in response? But are they infecting you know what? We concede. No. They don't do that. They, they just take investigation after investigation in order to distract you from the great news. Well, I— what, Wouldn't I, you do that? If, if your whole goal is just for power, isn't that exactly what you would do? Yeah,
1: and, and that's why the Ari e. David theorem is important here, because Democrats succeed when they get Republicans not to be conservative so Democrats can pretend to be conservative. But instead of going down the Ari David theorem of tried and true performance, or saying if they went into the governance industry to figure out what's best and then be on the side of what's best, where you would assume your brilliant point from a minute ago that you kind of understated, but it's, it's truly profound. Why aren't a whole bunch of these pragmatic Democrats who have America's best interests in mind going, you know what? I'm switching parties. Right. I want to be on the winning side. I'm not sick of winning either. Right. Instead, forget the investigations, policy-wise, marketing-wise, they're going full socialist. Yeah, that's right. Full socialist. AOC, Tlaib, um, uh, Ilan Omar, Omar. Bernie, Beto, Kamala. Are you people nuts? What do you want to lose? 49? Wait, wait, wait. I get it. You thought Mondale with losing 49 to one wasn't was too close. You want to lose all 50 states.
0: <laughs> no, you they... want to lose California, New York, and Illinois? Or, or they thought that Mondale wasn't socialist enough. That's the, that was the problem, that, that he wasn't left enough. That's the reason why well, he went. Yeah,
1: yeah, they think, so. you know, they are wrongly think that people really want communism. Yeah, that's it. Communism.
0: Right, right. right. It's a little bit like a parent teaching his child. You know, the, the, the normal things that you would expect a parent to teach his child is uh, sweetheart, you need to make sure to do your homework, be truthful, uh, be dedicated to your friends and your family, love God, love your school, be be respectful to your elders. Um, you know, be, be able to take your lumps um, and uh, get up when you fall down. You know, these are the lessons that you want to tell your, your child. But it's as if, you know, in liberal land, this is what they would say. Um, you're, you're doing your homework? You should be doing less of your homework. What are you... What? Yeah, what are you, <laughs> acting white? That's right, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you being honest? You're no son of mine. You you Wait a minute, you're telling the truth? Son, come over here. Let, let's talk. You okay. played
1: by the rules.
0: Yeah. No, no. What a loser you are. Yeah.
1: Right? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're not bullying that kid over there, <laughs> but
0: he's ugly. That's, Tell him he's ugly. That's right. And there, by the way, there are parents out there, and you see it in these kind of like cartoonish movies, but where the, the parents are a little too, you know, go get him, son. Beat beat the crap out of that kid. And then the parent, you know, for the he deals with the parent of the kid who's being beat up, you know, well, tough luck. You know, you should you should uh, toughen up your kid or whatever. Um, and it, it, it doesn't exist, these sorts of things. But nevertheless, that's what the Democrats, that's how they're acting now. They, they seem to think that instead of the notion of hard work, uh, the, instead of the notion of capitalism and the very premise of what makes this great American experiment work, uh, they would rather undo all of that and say, no, that's, this is, we're against all of it. And, and they're forgetting who the American electorate are altogether.
1: Yeah, they're forgetting that it, you know it's all, and they're so dishonest. They're seeing the pictures out of Venezuela, and they're not putting two and two together and going, you know what? Not only do Americans most likely not want that, I don't think any human being wants that. Yeah. Who wants that? Yeah. Let me see. Undisarmed, the government is using its forces that are designed to protect the country from foreign enemies. Against me, and I've been disarmed from being able to shoot back.
0: Right, it, bring me more of that. Well, hey, by the way, just as a side, talk about, and I'm asking you to talk about it, Ari, the MSNBC oh. uh, the, the clip where where they, <laughs> they they inadvertently did a pro gun, pro Second Amendment argument uh, on MSNBC. Yeah, go. They were showing the footage of the armored troop carriers running over the protesters
1: in Venezuela and the the soldiers shooting the protesters and saying, you know, these citizens have no means of defending themselves. You know, a couple years ago, the government seized all their weapons.
0: And and the embassy embassy commentators looked you know like you know oh shucks that's that's just too bad sort of thing they're all shaking their heads like what a pity that they can't defend themselves and how wrong it was that the government took their guns not once thinking for a moment like you know that argument applies here too right and it it was just it was breathtaking the inability of themselves to see themselves in their own argument MSNBC not CNN. Not uh, the Washington Post. Not, no, the not, lefty
1: of all lefties. Yeah, exactly. MSNP, MS, LSD, NBC. Right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah oh, we're, and, bad. And, we're bad.
1: We're bad. And this is most, if you will, propitious in its timing when you compare two things. The hold RMS, wait, wait, wait.
0: Hold, hold, hold. The word of the day is propitious.
1: Yeah, I believe it means good.
0: Propitious.
1: <laughs> um, Go. It is... Uh, they're constantly making the arguments about how important it is to do what, like, California did and ban the AR-15 because it's a military-style weapon. And who needs a... What citizen would ever need a military-style weapon? Yes. Right. Yes. Apparently the citizens of Venezuela who are fighting against their own... Say it together. Military. Okay. And then second of all... Remember just a couple weeks ago how they were lauding New Zealand for being able to do something? Yeah. In New Zealand, they did something. They banned (laughs) those military-style weapons because they don't have that horrible Second Amendment. Thank God. God bless them. Okay, so the people of New Zealand are watching this, and they are hopefully saying, oh, crap, that might be us in five
0: years. Well, the the notion that Venezuela or any other country like that uh, could be a cautionary tale for us— it, it just doesn't make sense. I, sorry, they don't. They don't add those that two plus two for themselves. They they have no connection to that. It's as if they think that somehow, you know, America, you know, American people are different. Like there's a different DNA in us. Yes. Uh, we, you know, human nature is different here than it is over there, right? They have no notion that this great thing that we call America can descend to that horrible nightmare called Venezuela. They, they have no idea. And it can happen. If you, if you take away all the guns, if you take away all the freedoms, and you allow corruption in your midst, you will get Venezuela.
1: Especially if you have, as your politicians, people who advocate socialism and Sharia law. Yeah, And the Democrat Party has that, and sorry if this is not racially sensitive,
0: but it's an old saying... In spades. Yeah, why, why is that a racially sensitive, an insensitive word? Uh, because spades.
1: spades are the black suit of cards. One of the two black suits. I mean, I guess it's also racially insensitive to say in clubs, and it must be against Native Americans to say in diamonds or hearts because those are red... Well, I'm really confused but, but it isn't now, a spade you
0: know? a tool to, to dig? It's a shovel. Yeah, it's a shovel. Yeah. So if you say it in sp- something's in spades. It just means it's, like you've got shovels. a shovel. Yeah, it uh, means okay. a lot of. <laughs> All right, that's just ridiculous. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't ever get in with that. It
1: actually means it's not the number of spades. It's the number of shovelfuls. You know, uh, yeah, lots of shovelfuls. Exactly.
0: Okay. Let's let's move on. So the the, the the breathtaking nature of this is how we don't realize we don't dig down deeply into the issues of the day that you know how socialism is creeping in and how we are letting things kind of run over steamrolling over our civilization okay and it's happening slowly like like a steamroller right a steamroller doesn't go 60 miles an hour right it but it, it does steamroll over slowly and we don't if we don't stop the steamroller it will flatten everything in, in its path right and you like that for a metaphor that's that's what's happening and one of the things, and we've talked about it before, I think it was two weeks ago, we talked about the Great Fire, right? The, the Notre Dame Fire. I want to go back to that for a second because it is part and parcel of the way the left lets bad things steamroll over us. Corruption, Sharia law, that's what triggered my, my thinking, uh, and the notion of socialism uh, pervade through our society. Look what happened in Notre Dame not even three days after, Ari, not even after three days after that horrible fire, people just stopped talking about it. You know, at least in 9-11, in September 11, 2001, we were talking about 9-11 for months on end. And that was only, and I put only in quotes, uh, you know, two skyscrapers that were built in what, 1978? You know, they'd been around for a good 30, less than 30 years. I mean, come on, it's not a big deal. But we talked about it a lot. And the lives that were lost, you could say, well, that was the reason why we talked about it. No, I, I think we would continue talking about it, even if not one uh, life was lost. We would, we would talk about it. It was because they, they wanted to destroy a symbol of America. And they did destroy a symbol of America. The World Trade Center was, you know, a classic symbol of New York, if not America itself. Fair enough, right? And then you had Bush, President Bush at the time saying, uh, those uh, enemies will be hearing from us soon. Great speech. I loved it. There was a lot of meaning to that. But Notre Dame? Notre Dame was an 850-year-old building that served as the primary focus of Christianity, or Catholicism at least, for all that time. It was a center of what we think of Christianity in many ways, other than the Vatican itself. And People stopped talking about it after three days. Three days. I don't, I, I'm, I'm, and I'm being generous in my estimate. I think it was after one day. And here, nobody's talking about it. Have you heard a report yet about the, what the investigation has revealed? No, sir, you have well, not.
1: The, uh, the one report that I shared via email, but it's um, news that... Doesn't fit prevailing narrative preferences of certain members of the media elites now, does it?
0: Well, of course. It's it's you know, it, it was pure arson. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, you, you factor Bring in
1: people up to speed on what that report said, if you remember.
0: All right, well, you, you'll have to fill in some holes. But I know that the report said, first of all, we know the background eight hundred and seventy-five attacks of one kind or the other against various churches throughout France in the year twenty eighteen alone alone that was what was happening and in and up to the horrible april 15 fire uh, i think there was something like a hundred and something already by that time in 2019 so and sensual peace that 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 church was burned down but this one somehow was an accident okay so Look, if you're just a man of probabilities, you would say, "Okay, this is not. It's more likely that it was arson than not." So
1: yeah, it's like seeing a, a line of dominoes all falling, and then one big one falls, and going, "I don't think have the other falling ones had anything to do with this one, even right. though it was on the straight." Yeah, good point. Right?
0: That's right. <laughs> so
1: that one had nothing to do with uh-huh. the straight. Every other one did.
0: Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, I, I that, that's a big issue. The second issue, of course, is that there's there's never been a fire of Notre Dame before. For 850 years, somehow, it was pristine. It didn't have a fire, nothing of the sort. Uh, But now, in this time of Muslim, you know, great involvement in France and all the other fires we just talked about, well, now it was accidental somehow. Then it's uh, speaking about fires, right? Fire. Okay,
1: that
0: one's going. So you have got uh, you got the fact that it was petrified wood. Petrified wood doesn't catch fire, all right? So that's another reason why, after so much time, uh, a building actually has some degree of safety or at least less likelihood of catching fire because of the petrified wood nature. Um, Then you've got the fact that they they declared it to be an accident even before the fire was out. Weird, right? Then they proclaimed that it was some sort of spark, or electrical wiring issue.
1: Yeah, they just happened. To, they said, you know, silly us. We just happened to store a bunch of oily rags next to a bunch of flammable paint cans, next to some faulty electrical wiring. Right. Uh, uh, where they say Mea they make basketball when they make a foul. My bad.
0: (laughs) Exactly right, Right. and then so what? Somebody smoked a cigarette, I suppose, right? And then, whoo! What?
1: Smoking should be banned. Uh, uh, (laughs) Looky, looky. uh,
0: (laughs) No, and and, and never mind that they, they, you know, they actually did some studies on this renovation. They don't allow any. They didn't allow any electrical um, uh, sparks of any kind. They didn't allow even what do you call it? Smoldering. Um, Tinder, when you so, soldering, they soldering. didn't even allow soldering,
1: yeah, or welding. Uh, well, that's part of the report that we'll fill in, yeah, yeah. the blanks. While we
0: so, go ahead, like you that. fill, no, fill well, out the rest. This
1: report came out and it proved it was arson, proved it beyond all reasonable doubt because the scaffolding has supposedly had, uh, there was a lot of vigilance on the building, so the scaffolding was put up very carefully, they had 24 hour. <laughs> um supposedly guards sir you know uh, people watching people uh you know it wasn't it wasn't like they finished work, work at the work site and everyone just went home okay they had all sorts of video surveillance uh staff 24-hour day security around the site no one had access to it except during working hours everyone who worked there was background checked so it wasn't an inside job But here's where it really gets interesting, based on the initial reports that, oh, it's an accident, nothing to see here other than the fire and let's make it a mosque now, is they said, as Barack said a minute ago, there were no electrical outlets running through any of the scaffolding. They didn't put any electricity (coughs) anywhere where that fire could start. They were not storing any flammable accelerants anywhere. No, yeah. no flammable accelerants were brought in and just left during the renovation. And most importantly, they weren't using any flammable accelerants at this stage
0: of the renovation. Right. They were not ready to put on the new coat of shiny paint. Right. Here's the thing that people don't get. They assume when they hear the word democracy, Like, France is a democracy. England is a democracy. Germany is a democracy. They assume that it's got the same safeguards and same freedoms of the press and freedom of speech and freedom of movement that America has. It's not true. It's just not. The government has an agenda in in every country, you can say. That's, That's true. But there's far more transparency in America. We are not a socialist country. And God willing, we never will be, as Trump said in his great inauguration. uh, not uh, Sorry, uh, State State of the the Union Union speech. We never will be. However, in a socialist country, part of what it means to be socialist, and France is a socialist country, is to tell the people what is right for them. To control the message. To control the agenda. And anything that, that... that threatens that agenda, you need to squash that. You need to not release that information. So from Macron's point of view, from France's point of view, the, the elites of France, the, the notion that this was an arson, that there is a full frontal attack upon Western civilization and France itself, is a threat to the agenda of socialism.
1: And the existence of the government, yes. and the existence of the entire no, no. government system. I, I, I understand. Yeah,
0: but they think they're doing the right thing. You understand? They don't think that they're being corrupt. You know, let's not make oh gosh, if they ever find this out, we're we're doomed. You know, like like Clinton. You know, to, to give her credit, at the very least, she knew by the, by destroying those emails. You know, gosh, if I were caught, that would be bad, right? Uh, and, and never mind, you know, what happened after that You know, and God willing, she will be caught and such like that But she, she should understand that Whereas in France, if the exact same thing happened She wouldn't even bother to delete the emails Because the government would have her back The agenda is far more important than the crime
1: Yeah, and anyone in France who works in the reportage industry, right. who spilled the beans to Le Publique, <laughs> would find themselves on trial and incarcerated very quickly.
0: I just want you to know, you really turn me on when you speak with le a French public, accent. Yes. Le Say it again. Le
1: public. Okay. Sortie. I don't care whether... I, rendezvous.
0: <laughs> I don't care if your French is that bad, because it really is. I speak French, and it's horrible, but I just, I just want you to know, I'm turned on right now. Okay. Okay, anyway. The point is that there is an agenda here. And they're okay with this. And the French know it. They know that this game is is there. They can can ponder all they want whether this was arson. They can conclude like we are concluding that it was arson. But the official government announcement is... Uh, nothing to see here. Nothing to see here.
1: Yeah, this is just an opportunity to rebuild Notre Dame. Stop! Game stop! stop. You're getting life. me all hot Ingage. and bothered. Stop!
0: You know this is. We're trying to be professional here, and you are just making me fan myself. I, I don't. Boner le pop. <laughs> stop! Oh my God.
1: <laughs> <sighs>
0: what? <laughs>
1: what are they looking at? Nothing. <laughs> if you know your ace at gary uh,
0: yes yes no but but what i do know is the the, the scene from the naked gun right the naked gun is scene where the lesson nielsen character lieutenant Drebin. <laughs> what a funny name lieutenant Drebin. anyway so th- th- his car plows into uh, or whatever something horrible happens and, and there's a nuclear missile that blows up a warehouse and there's and it's it's a fire firecracker place whatever and it blows up everything people are screaming and and he's right in front with a megaphone saying, nothing to see here, nothing to see here, right? <laughs> and he's, uh, and of course, there's plenty to see. <laughs> and that's what it's like with the Notre Dame fire, right? They, they want you to believe there's nothing to see here, nothing to see here. Of course there is. They, dude, this is, don't tell me this was an accident. I mean, you, look, it may very well be, okay? I, I put it at 0.1% of probability,
1: Yeah, the same probability that there is no God and evolution isn't a lie and global warming is real. (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) Right. All those things are possible. Yes. Uh, And that (laughs) transgenderism is normal. Right, exactly right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Or or that. Pete uh, Buttigieg has a chance at being president. I mean, these yeah. things are, are are all possible. Yeah, abortion's right? a women's health issue. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. And most of it is for the woman's health, right? Yeah, exactly right. Okay.
1: Right, it's, it's not... The <laughs> oh,
0: boy. Excuse me, le bop, pop, <laughs> All right, stop! <laughs> anyway, I don't know. At some point, I'm going to get sick of your French accent, because it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, but... There is a chance, and, and these people know that it's crazy, but they, they nevertheless push this agenda, and it's very 1984. You know, we've never been at war with Oceana, right? Yeah. That's what it is. We've, uh, we've always been at peace with Oceana, and then tomorrow it'll be a different, different message. So they push this out, and look, the reason is obvious. They don't want the public to know that two things. One is that they are, they are so out of control, unable to protect the most sacred and most visible monuments of France, the Notre Dame Cathedral. They don't want that to come out, okay? That's how incompetent they are. Uh, and secondly, they don't want to come out the fact that even if they were competent, and with, despite all the safeguards that they uh, imposed, that some radical Muslim terrorists, or for that matter, just terrorists or arsonists, or anarchists, I should say, were able to infiltrate Notre Dame and set it ablaze and almost destroy the entire edifice. They, they don't want that to come out because that will show that France is in a horrible situation. It's, it's a little bit like uh, the Titanic and saying, by the way, we're all going to die. You, you don't want to create the panic. right? So that's what would happen. They would create this horrible panic. And they're worried about a backlash, uh, anti-Muslim bla- backlash. Well, But the Titanic is a good example. It's actually a very good metaphor, I think. If you were to tell everyone on the Titanic, uh, at least if if the movie Titanic is to be believed and as relatively accurate as to the timing and everything else, then, uh, you know, the the captain would rightly say, listen, let's be organized about this. Let's say as a safeguard, a safety measure, we're asking people to take the boats, okay? But if he ran around the captain saying, we're all going to die, we're all going to die, right? We're all sinking, then you would have her horrible panic. So from a stand- that standpoint, you can understand why France would say this wasn't an arson. This was simply an accident, a horrible accident at that, but nevertheless, it was an accident. Because if they did say that this was an arson attack, this would lead to a crisis in confidence of the government, a crisis in terms of the understanding, the realization that Um, radical Muslims have taken over the country or have so threatened the country that their very beautiful Paris, their very center of civilization, has been undermined. And that's got to be very concerning. I don't know whether they think that way. I know that that's a logical way for us to think. But the socialism mantra that they have engaged in has led to this exact point. There's nothing else, right? Well, it, it explains say, everything. Let's put I'd it that way. I say
1: there's what other aspect. It is the author of the great book, Atheism Kills, I think this will scratch you right where you itch. Mm-hmm. Without Sans France, accent francaise. Oh, what? Sans accent francaise. <laughs> yeah. That's the way she should be. But go ahead. Thank you, you francophile. <sighs> um, Notre Dame is a cathedral, is it not?
0: I've heard rumors to this and effect. And why
1: were cathedrals built for what, re- what purpose? Was there a religious component to its construction?
0: I've heard rumors to this effect. Hmm.
1: That's interesting. And France, over since the age of enlightenment, where they slaughtered a bunch of people at the guillotine, has been on a path getting rid of religion.
0: I've heard rumors to that effect. And
1: when you get rid of religion, you wind up with atheism. You wind up with a easier-to-accept version of a socialist government, do you not?
0: There seems to be some reason to what you were saying
1: And it would be bad for the socialist Bad for business (laughs) What a great oxymoron right? Right. Bad for business For a socialist government To allow a um, A re-enlightenment or a rebirth Of religiosity Especially of Catholicism within France It would be le tragique For them (laughs) If a bunch of people rediscovered their Catholic roots And started going to church again Would it not? Of course. Well, here's and, and one here's, other thing. Yeah, if they had burned down, and I'm using that in quotes because some of these are not burnable, but think destroyed or raised in one way or another. The other three um, famous tourist attractions of France, Eiffel Tower, Arc de Triomphe, or Louvre, Louvre. Um, there would have not been a religious component of the monument itself. Right? right? One is a monument to industry, one's a monument to art, one's a monument to uh, I think Napoleon, right? right. But Notre Dame, that fourth one, is a religious place. And if you burn down any of the other three, you might get a rebirth in interest in France's technological achievements in the 1800s, you know, Eiffel might get a uh, reinvigoration of French natri- nationalism or a can reconnection to French France's cultural history. But by r- attacking Notre Dame, you run the risk of people realizing we lost something and maybe what we lost has been in our hearts because we've well, ignored
0: I, I, it. I agree 100%. I want to go a little bit different from where you're... you're I agree with what you're saying. Um, in order for them to galvanize uh, and, and fight back, so to speak, they would have to reinvent a... Re- would re-energize Catholicism and Christianity itself, which they ain't about to do because that is runs in, in direct contravention to the notions of socialism. Bad for business. Like it's right? bad for business. Yeah. Uh, so it's in a way from them. I mean, look, we had to in order to fight fascism. We had to work with the not, uh, with the, the communists, right? Uh, Stalin in particular. So that's the way they must view it. Like, in order for us to fight. The attack upon our cultural Civilization we would have to Join forces with the Christians I don't think so right That's the last thing we want because that would Re-energize a base that we we don't want To re-energize
1: right and also think about The the other dominoes that would fall uh, What if Catholicism rose again in Germany mm. And in Spain Yes, And yes. what if the C of E Rose again in England I know I know they, they,
0: they obviously believe That would be horrific because you know Catholicism and Christianity have such a horrible history What well, with the Inquisition and the Crusades Not, right? I mean, again Atheism kills, I show this it, Yeah, that
1: whole love and, your brother stuff Yeah,
0: and, and I, and I, you know, as we're Jews And I'm very much uh, a big fan of Catholicism Notwithstanding the Inquisition Notwithstanding the Crusades Because Catholicism gets a bad rap For having caused those things When, in fact, it, the worst you can say Is that they were too passive about it But it, the, the Crusades, no sir That was a defensive war the fact that they killed some Jews along the way—my own people—I don't like it. That doesn't mean that the that the church condoned it. Okay? That's as simple as that. Uh, it's 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 simply childish to make that argument otherwise. I don't want to drill down too much there. What I do want to drill down and want to finish this podcast with is this: What do you think the natural consequence of not? Revealing the truth about Notre Dame is the that Notre Dame, the fire of course, the destruction of, of it that The fact that it was arson Because we believe with 99.9% certainty That it was some form of arson Whether it was a Muslim terrorist attack, I don't know Whether it was just an anarchist, I don't know Whether it was somebody who hated the church And, and all symbols of the church, I don't know But arson, I'm quite confident about So but let's say, let's say, for the sake of discussion, that it was arson. What signal do you think you're sending to those who do hate the church and the uh, all things religious and all things Western civilization? What what message are you sending? The answer is obvious. You mean answer? No, it. It, no, you you can't. Okay. But let me let me yeah. you can you can chime in But let me just say. Aren't you sending the signal that you don't really care about your own civilization? Aren't you sending the signal that, look, it can be done and we'll, we'll not even, we'll look the other way? You commit arson on one of our, our, our greatest national treasures and we won't go after you. We'll lie to ourselves. We don't care. Here's another signal. We don't care about Western civilization. We pay lip service to it. Absolutely And people will promise to fund the rebuilding of this or that monument, in this case, Notre Dame. But in terms of actually going after people for doing uh, this horrific thing, we're not so interested in that. We're not interested in blaming anybody. We're not in the blame game, thank you very much. So you do what you want to do. We're okay with that. We don't want it to happen, sure. But it's going to happen. We understand that. And we're not going to fight back. It's very similar to that Texas uh, D.A. who just recently announced that he's not going to prosecute any thefts where the the theft involved involved less than seven hundred fifty dollars. Okay, because it's just not worth his time. So what signal is he sending? He's sending. Go ahead. Steal away as long as it's less than $750. Well, Now, if it's $751, will he get involved? I don't know. You <laughs> know not. You know you I won't. Don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If it's $1,000, $1, he won't is do then, it. Because then, you know,
1: the way the progressive shark works, it doesn't matter. always not yeah, more.
0: They, they keep on going. Yeah. The point is, what message are you sending? And so, of course, it's going to encourage more crime, especially if you announce it, you fool. I mean, it's one thing to just kind of, like, you know, secretly, you know, it's pay lip service to say theft is theft, even if it's, if it's $15, uh, but, but $750, so, you know, the same sort of thing. You, you need to say that theft is theft. The fact that you, you decide not to prosecute it, that's another thing, but to announce it. That's right. Formally. Yeah, to invite others to to join in. Yes, yes. Like somehow you're being reasonable. To to what end? To what what percentage is there in that? Now, isn't that what the French government is doing? Uh, Isn't that – hold on. Yeah. Isn't that exactly what they're doing? They're saying, we won't prosecute. We don't like it, just like the Texas DA doesn't like people stealing. Well, we say we don't like it, but – we, we're inviting everyone else to participate But effectively you're inviting people yeah. to
1: steal And, and the, the point you're making In the in the France example is so much worse Because the most valuable item possibly In the church burning game was burned The Bentley or the beachfront real estate yes. The boardwalk square right, Was burned exactly right, yeah. And so if boardwalk isn't protected Well Baltic Avenue has gone Exactly you know? And Marvin Gardens
0: even for that yeah. matter Yeah. It's a good, Everything it's a good down the chain is yeah. now
1: open for arson
0: It's um it's not going to get better, folks. You know, we, we in, in California, Southern California, we had this massive homelessness problem in Venice. I don't know if you know about this. Where, <laughs> yeah, you know, I've noticed. You, you live close by. But people are literally camping in other people's front lawns. Uh, they, they jump the fence, they put a tent up, and they live in your front lawn. And do the police do anything about it? The answer is no. Okay, so what signal are you sending? You're sending the signal to everyone who would otherwise be homeless that they will have a receptive place to live in a relatively warm climate um, in a place called Venice, California. And do you think that it'll stay in Venice, California? No, it will not. All right. So you send signals by not doing anything, by not enforcing the law, you send a signal. You express the signal of what you value. And when France does not push forward with expressing its alarm and contempt for what happened to Notre Dame, you are sending the message that you do not care about your own civilization. You are sending the message, please, by all means, come into our city and destroy us from within. Yeah, thank you, sir. I'll have another. Yes, exactly. This is Brock Lurie. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk with you next week.